Ah, bonjourno, beautiful beings, and welcome to this week's episode of the TB Podcast. This week's episode brought to you once again by DoofTube. DoofTube is where you can find videos of the TB Podcast featuring our latest episodes from Paradigm Festival with Mandragora and Perfect Stranger, two of our proudest content as yet. Very, very lucky to have the time uh, with both of those guys. So thanks to Lev and the team there. You can also listen to both of those episodes through the TB Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thank you once again for downloading. This week, we have a bit of a break in our Paradigm special to delve into the fun of Paran straight after their big day spa birthday party and now heading into this week's day doof event tickets currently available online through the day spa facebook page but we have the two brains some may say behind day spa we'll get to the introduction shortly but this was a very fun one to do and uh we have great support from the day spa guys so it was great to have them in this week and uh chat about how they came up with the day spa brand how they see the future of Dace Bar, as well as some of Melbourne's best DJs and some of their favourite parties from across the globe. We also have our featured track of the week, so listen out for that one at the end. And also, if you visit trentoff.com or the TB Podcast on Facebook page, you can follow along with all the pictures that we discuss in this episode, or you can also check it out on the TB Podcast playlist on DoofTube, uh, where we've got this audio uploaded alongside uh, all the images which, which will pop up in sequence uh, of when we discuss them. So thanks again everyone for tuning in. I'm not going to babble on too much this week. Just visit DoofTube, get to Day Spa and uh, hope you enjoy this one. It's time to go to Port & Co. <clears throat> Making their way to the mic at a combined weight of 343 pounds. From St. Peter's College in Adelaide and Williamstown High, the future Prime Minister of Australia, Mr. James Austin, and the Dusty Tromboner, Dustin Jaluku! The current Tag Team Champions of the Melbourne Recovery, the Day Spa Daddies! Woo! Welcome, gentlemen. It's been a very cool day here in early August in St. Kilda East. We're very lucky to have two guys coming off what was the third birthday party for their illustrious Sunday sesh from Day Spa. Welcome to the TB Podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Trent. Thank you very that much. Was, that was about the best introduction one could ever have hoped for. <laughs> I thought I thought we peaked on Sunday with Day Spa, but that was, well, that's that was even of, better. We'd just end the interview there. Well, that's the sort of introduction <laughs> everyone should expect when they come into porn on Dustin's guest list, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, three quick questions. James, you first. When's your birthday? 28th of July. Ooh, just gone. Have you heard that? Just gone. It was last week. Birthplace? Uh, I was actually born in Hawthorne in Melbourne. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and favourite drink? Um... Banana daiquiris. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Basically, it's two shots of rum, banana, a bit of cream. Blended. <laughs> Full cream? <laughs> Full cream. Um, Full cream. You, you don't drink much of them. And uh, Dusty, birthday? Uh, 20th of June. And birthplace? Paris. Oh, Paris. Paris. And on top or below? Huh? On top, <laughs> on top or below? Uh, always below. 
He's a, he's a hard worker. <laughs> so uh, we heard in the intro there, which we will get a little bit more into each of you individually, but uh, Dustin, you did go to... Uh, sorry, oh, James, you went to St. Peter's College in Adelaide. That's right. Uh, Bachelor of Commerce, is that right? Yeah, I started a Bachelor of Commerce straight after after um, high school mm-hmm. at the Uni of Adelaide. Yep. And um, started working in hospitality at the same time, and hospitality sort of grabbed my heart and... The uh, the uni career yeah. didn't didn't last too long. And how old were you when you made the move to Melbourne? I was twenty five. Right. Twenty six. Yeah, how so I moved over in two thousand twelve. How long did you get sent back? Never. <laughs> I I would yeah, it just wouldn't happen. Very good. Mm. And uh, Dustin, Williamstown High for you. Yep. You went to Monash? I did go to Monash. Bachelor of Journalism and Communication? I, that is correct. Did you complete that or did you do a... Like, no, I know I completed it. Thank you. Yeah, no, my... Uh, did you finish my, school? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I did. I, I know. That's because I've got uh, a very tough mum who mm-hmm. wouldn't let me finish. Did my, she, did she, she told me I had to finish. Did she basically. do your homework for you? No, but she worked out how I'd cheat. She, she's, <laughs> she, she now lectures at uni and she... Um, She's really interested to see how I did it. She's like, oh, okay, that's how the students do it. So she can catch me out really easily now. So, yeah, that's great. Actually, after I finished high school, my mum wrote a book about how to. It was called Maxi Marks. Mm-hmm. Basically, she interviewed a bunch of like super students from schools all over Australia, yeah. like people who got perfect scores in their um in their final year of high school. And I did not get interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was. She pretty much wrote that I think to, as a reaction to uh, to my final year of school. <laughs> <laughs> there are good ones out there somewhere. <laughs> um, now I didn't, read, I didn't read it either. One uh, little thing you might have heard on our previous podcast is we do like to play a little show and tell. So we're going to get it going from the start, where we just have a few pictures pop up on the screen um, of different stages in your careers, shall we mm. say? Um, we started off with the, the recent one here with the Pooftoof takeover at Day Spa. Mm-hmm. That was about a month ago, correct? So what were your older egos there, boys? Uh, so that's Dusty Trombone and Osteoporosis. Osteoporosis, which I think is a really not really good name. How is it not Dusty Trombone? Uh, <laughs> um, for those playing along at home, Next if you time. go to trentoff.com, we'll have all the photos that we talk about um, there for you to check out and play along or also on the TB podcast Facebook page. Um, there'll be an album there. So they'll be numbered one through to about 15. Um, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you um, chose a photo from from the start of the night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so we go to the first, oh, sorry, the next one we've got, which uh, is from a recent promo shot. Who's your daddy? That's, that's right. That's you, Jim. So let's, I guess, start talking about the recent weekend at Portico and how fun the third birthday was. Um, you had some awesome acts there. What was your favourite? Absolutely. Um, so this photo is actually from a Cosmic 90s party the uh, the week before. Yep. Um, hence, the, hence the Mr Bean lunchbox and, tech, and, <laughs> and, uh, and shirt t-shirt. combo. Yep. <laughs> also, also wearing the, the Vibe Ball insignia there on my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the uh, the Vibe Ball crew. Vibe Ball, Vibe Ball, Vibe Ball. But yeah, on Sunday was our third birthday, which was just it was a pretty pretty epic party. Yeah, it was awesome um, from from start to finish. Um, so you started my, at seven a.m. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I actually, I actually was up at six thirty, about to jump in an Uber on my way, and, and Dusty Trombone called me up and said he was going in to do the morning, and I 
I fist fist pumped and went back to sleep for about four hours. So, so is that straight from the is that straight from the Osbin? No, no, I always go home, so I always go home from there and have a couple of hours sleep. Yeah. Um So we should mention you're also at the Osbin every Saturday night. I am every Saturday night, yep. Yep. Um so if you wanna come not get too wild, you can come to the Aussie on a Saturday <laughs> and then if you wanna get buck wild you always come to the Sunday. Yeah, fantastic. So um yeah. I went in on the Sunday morning. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Epic vibes from the from seven a.m. Yep. Um, the so, the Sunday mornings are really nice. You just like a, it's kind of like the tail end for a lot of people's nights, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like a big hospo and industry spot for people to come and have a drink and chill out. But Sunday was really nice, particularly yep. because of the birthday. So yeah, yeah. My my highlight set. It was funny. I was pretty much running upstairs and downstairs, which is always the way with day sparkers. Yeah. For people that haven't been there, it's kind of like we've got a really groovy sort of house. Um, do you ever check your steps on your phone for how many you actually do clock up on a Sunday? I should. I did last <laughs> year and, and tapped out in high high thirty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my that's my gym regime. Um, but I was sort of running up up and down from Luke Vecchio playing a trademark closing set upstairs to Benny Lawrence downstairs. Yeah. It was just like hard to drag yourself away from either one. Yeah. So I just stood on the choice. stairs halfway through and. Do you know what Vecchio closed with? I, I didn't get the stage at the end. No, I was actually, I was downstairs. Uh, I remember last year he closed with a bit of the next episode and Let Me Blow Your Mind by Eve and it was just a, yeah. a yeah. perfect little mix-up. Oh, he, he's got that, that uh, room wrapped around his little finger. Mm. Um, sure. And now, I guess, yep, um, we'll go to another picture. Both of your careers started out hard <laughs> yeah, Wow. Well. So we've got Austin here. Is that you at the, is that at Pornico? Or that's, at the, that's at the old Pornico. That's the old so, Pornico, isn't yep. it? So that's me. Obviously, I'm wearing a jacket, so this would have been while I was, in my, uh, I was a venue manager. Yeah, James, you wouldn't see James behind the bar a lot. It was yeah, only I, when like <laughs> really attractive girls would come through. And be like, he'd come to the, yeah. he'd come to the front. Oh, guys, let him through. Come through. Hey, I'm, I'm yep. James, I'm venue manager. I got this, yeah. So I obviously seem stoked to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Dusty, you... I was just there for the photo. Team. I actually wasn't yeah. doing any work. Right. Um, you also worked at Circus as the doorman. I did, and then this is this photo is from my first club gig, which was a place called Boutique, which was on Gravel. Mm-hmm. It's actually a little bit further down from the current Porn and Co. Um, and yeah, it was like a. How old are you in this photo? You look about seventeen. Ah, uh, I think I'm nineteen in this photo. Nineteen twenty. Oh wow! So yeah, and I it was such a fun job. Out of school, I was been doing warehouse work before that, and it was like yep. the first club gig I ever worked at, and it was like. Everyone wanted did to know you, who you did are. You, did you end awesome. up getting? Did you get more phone numbers than tips? I did. No, I was. A, it was a really good place for tips, but yeah, it was awesome place to my first, you know, kind of club gig because you got to meet everyone. Yep. Um, so I guess whilst we're on your bartending quote, posing in photos as a bartender careers, uh, would you like to explain to us not only how Dave Spar started, but I guess before that, how you first met? James, do you want to start that one? Or? Uh, I'll, I'll let myself out here. I'm okay, it's a story that story that definitely needs telling. I should have um, asked you both this individually with the other one out of the room and saw if your stories <laughs> colluded or not. All right, uh, D- Dusty, do you want to? I was young. I was a young man. Okay, whereabouts were we? Oh, I think James can tell you the story the best. You were there. <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. It's it, you know what? It's one of those stories where. Um, you know, I've just I've got to just own it because it was so it's so bad. <laughs> um, I was working at Circus. I was the doorman at Circus, mm-hmm. so okay. I finished at Boutique. I was yep. a doorman. I actually was a bartender, and they made me the second doorman. Mm-hmm. And then I became the doorman at Circus yep. on um, Sunday mornings. And then this was 
when this thing, this incident happened <laughs> yep. that we uh, were speaking about. So Things how long us, did you work at Circus for? I've been working there for about a year. Yep. So I was a doorman um, Saturday night, very busy. And um, Paul Shout and out Co- to the Circus crew, Nina. Yeah, Nina. Nina. Pommy. Yep. Um, all that crew, Morbs. Um, yeah, and uh, a lot of the porn crew used to come to the Saturday, uh, Sunday mornings at Circus. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this young lady... She was very flirtatious and Ooh. she used to come in and always like have comments and I could just, you know. You usually avoid those ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, uh, she was, she gave me very strong vibes all the time and, you know, I think this is after about three or four weeks, she, she was being very flirtatious with me. One day she made a little comment. I was inside and I was going upstairs. She was on the dance floor. And she made a little comment to me. And I just turned around and I just don't know why I said this so embarrassing. I just leant over to her and I said, I would destroy you. So she's come back from, from circus to, to Pornico. I was, I was working and she was with her little friend and they were giggling away. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, you, know, you won't believe what the doorman at circus said to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know Dustin at all at mm-hmm. this point. I don't think we knew each other. And she told me that and it was obviously became this big joke. So how did you know this girl? She was my, she was my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have said that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not an intervention. Yes. Yeah. We'd been, we'd been dating for a little while. Yep. Um, so I ended up, um, we became mates after a couple of months and ended up hiring Dustin to come and work for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and, no, no, hold up. There's an important thing to remember. I didn't know who James was at the time, but I most certainly knew who he was the next day <laughs> yeah. when I'm standing at the door and all the Port and Coast staff are coming in. And James walks through and he turns around and looks at me and he goes, I would destroy you. <laughs> and that's when I instantly knew who James was. I, um, luckily, luckily, I saw the funny side of it because... Um, uh, she didn't last long, but but Dustin and I have been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> been firm friends ever since. So this and, whole uh, this whole friendship and Dace mm. Bar um, collaboration, you're really just building him up to ultimately destroy him in, <laughs> in the future. Right? Uh, I'm playing. I'm definitely playing the long game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So um. So I uh, I brought Dustin over at the time I was running the was managing the club at Porn and Co. This was mm. at the old Porn down in South Yarra. Yep. I was running the Friday night parties, booking international DJs for the Friday nights mm-hmm. and uh, running the Sundays as well, which was a big hospital party. And I brought Dustin over to uh, basically be the, the head promoter and um, liaise with with, uh, with with more of the, the pretty people crowd, <laughs> <laughs> crowd that, uh, that, um, that I, I, was, uh, I was lacking. And, uh, and then, <laughs> and then um, Dustin ended up moving to Sydney for a little while. I did. He, uh, he went and got into corporate real estate. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I think there was a girl involved. <laughs> uh, there definitely was a girl involved. And um, I actually kept Dustin on the books at, at Pornico. He yeah. did. While he was up in Sydney and he'd fly back every couple of weeks and sleep on my couch. And Dedicated. We'd, we'd, run the, we'd run the party and he'd, um, had, he'd get half an hour of sleep and then go, to, uh, go straight to the airport and fly to work. And, and do right. my corporate job. Do his corporate job and he was just hating it the whole time. Oh. And I knew he'd be back. And over this time, we, uh, we just started talking about... You know, the future and, and what we're interested in doing in our business interests and we just saw a big opportunity um, to, to sort of start our own imprint in the uh, in the scene mm-hmm. um, and we started started Eat Music in 2016 mm. and uh, and yeah I think it was in October 2016 that's right I was, I was in Amsterdam at the time mm. 
So, yeah. Mm. So, um, day, uh, sorry, sorry, day spa three years then now. So, uh, how did that? So, has that all been at the new site, correct? Yeah, that's right. So, so do you want to just explain, I guess, what, how that came about yeah, yeah, from? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. so, the old port used to be open until seven on a Monday. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. So, we were running these parties at the old port in Carlton, and it was, and it was, it was an absolute jam. Um, it's just a really, really fun night. Um, yeah. Had some great DJs coming through there, and just a really good party, and sort of get going about midnight, one a.m., mm-hmm. go all the way through to seven. Um, Unfortunately, with the uh, with the closure of the old Pawnee Co and the, the relocation, the new the new spot had a three AM license. Yep, and that was just never going to work for the sort of party that we threw. Sure. Um. So, at 40, 48 hours before the opening weekend of uh, the first pawn, we we sat down, basically locked ourselves in a room and and, and fleshed out this yep. this sort of business plan, kind of proof of concept for what became Day Spa. And it was it's funny. I was I was reading it a couple of months ago and. and Seeing how eerily spot on it is with what we've mm. ended up with, um, yep. is, is, was really, was really, uh, was really good. So Although, like, we can't possibly have t- told how how epic it has become. Mm. So, who were the heads in the room for that, <laughs> for that brainstorming meeting? Uh, so, initially, it was just Dustin and I. Yep. Um, we kind of drew on on a lot of our sort of influences and parties we've been to around the world, and mm. sort of identified what was lacking. Um, on this in the scene, and also what we could do on a Sunday afternoon to really like attack a, a market that is, is not nearly as big as say a Saturday night running a party on a Saturday night. Yeah, we really had to to go a bit out there and think outside the square mm-hmm. or outside the box. And so, I, I I'd also just spent just like spent six months in Amsterdam working at a big club there called the Marketina, and I'd seen all these kind of different parties and stuff. There was some things I I noticed there that the things that I looked at Melbourne and went wow yep. we're so good at doing this but then I looked at things that they do and go fuck what are some it's amazing what they do over there what are some examples of that I uh, I felt like here we um, there's I felt like here clubs and people within the clubs are so important mm-hmm. there it's so based on artists selling tickets and here we create it's all about creating community and culture mm-hmm. and if you can do the the, the most successful you know nights and and so on here are not based on which internationals they get it's actually which locals and people are part of that night mm-hmm. and which locals go to those events yeah. it's very different in Amsterdam it's so heavily based on the artists and and clubs compete against themselves with booking the big artists so the, they're spending you know 15 20,000 euros on a headliner where in Melbourne you could you know you you book local artists and yeah. people are going to come to that much yeah. more than they you are. You got the consistency rather than just the big surge, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. also, also we looked at places like um, oh, well, a lot of a lot of clubs in, in say Berlin and Berlin, and yeah, like definitely. But more than just um, a big room with lights, lasers, and a yeah. headline DJ and a sweet sound system, which they all obviously have. But I think yeah, like, places like at, Sissy Voss and Cuddleblad where we went and we were just like, was this like, is, had our minds uh, blown by what you can exactly. get away with in yeah. a nightclub, and obviously like. You can get away with a lot more in in Europe, like the the bureaucracies over here when it comes to licenses and yeah. all the boxes you have to tick. Um, makes makes it a lot harder, so to work within some some constraints. But like you go to clubs over there that are art galleries during the day, mm. or yeah, you know they, they turn into restaurants or they, they do this or that or the other. Yep. So that really influenced us, and mm. and particularly in the first year of Day Spa where we had art exhibitions rolling through upstairs and we did all sorts of different different things and really kind of try to push the boundaries of what you could do yep. at a at a party um at a, at a club event mm. cool so we'll get to more on i guess how you see the future of day spa 
developing as well as some of your events coming up later on. Mm. We'll take another little quick step back. We'll just quickly punch through a couple of these photos. We'll start with uh, number four here. James, what, what's the go there? <laughs> this is um, <laughs> this is a photo, actually. <laughs> you are so adorable in this photo. You're like, you're, I can understand why your mum always said you were like, you're such a cute little dag. I love it. I was a cute little dag. How old are you here? Uh, I would have been 11. Yeah, I, I think I pretty much look like that from the age of five to fourteen. <laughs> what, Sorry, I could be, what, I could be. No, take it, take a stab in the dark. But um, whilst I was going through a lot of your photos, it was hard to tell if you were eighteen or thirty. <laughs> you know, yeah, that yeah. I, um, I think that's a good problem. I'm, I'm, I'm going to peak at about forty-five. I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to the next one. Whilst we're looking at the school time days. Mmm. Wow. Tommy Robertson. And myself, wow, what a guy! Same came over. I love your hair. How's that year twelve? Is it dusted? No, that's mm. me in year twelve. Yeah. So my school uniform was shocking. It was yep. like I've got a primary school uniform on. What's with your What's with your smirk? Huh? I I was. That was before I, you lent, I would, That was before you learnt your, fam- your famous poses. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't think you guys would have liked me very much in year twelve. I was I was pretty cocky. <laughs> Um, okay, well, speaking of cockiness, we've got the future Prime Minister, James, but you were, um, also uh, had a big career, Dustin, uh, as a, as a soccer look at those Look at those quads. Um, so tell us a little bit quickly about your football career. Who did you play for? How long? Um, I, so football was like the most important thing for me for, geez, until I was probably about 18, 19, mm-hmm. 19 maybe. Um, loved it, played it forever. Um... Yeah, I played here in the Victorian Premier League. So there's the A-League, which is yep. like the professional league. And then Victoria has the second best league in the, in the country. So I played for uh, Bentley Greens and I played for a team called Werribee Bees. So two really, really good teams. I was just, I, I loved it. I was a centre-back. Yep. But I'm just, I think I was just one of those guys who played and I could not play a season without getting injured once yeah. or twice. Plus you're probably playing times. in the after-game beers more so than the pre-game <laughs> uh, speech. Yeah, that's right. I did. I no, I was I was actually pretty good till I was about nineteen, and then, you know, after once you start having to pay for yeah. things and you got to work and stuff, <laughs> and yeah, girls, girls came, came girls. in and yeah. yeah. I hope my yeah. mum's not listening to this because she'd be. She still <laughs> asks me if I'm playing. She knows. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, this was just another funny one of Dustin. I think that we needed to check out. <laughs> I think it's how he lures most. Um, most species into his rooms, I suppose. <laughs> I love, I love his face. Is just saying, I hope this doesn't end up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually this photo is at the the one of the owners of Pornico, um, Steve Thomas. Right. So yeah, Steve's um, famous spa It's it is Steve's famous you know, spa You know you made it when you make it to the spa bar. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing it was just you him and I though, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we did uh, touch on you being born in Paris. Yeah. Um, You've, I guess, how old were you when you came to? Um, uh, I, actually, everyone always, when they hear that I was born in Paris, for some reason they assume that I've got a really strong French accent. Yeah. So they meet me and they're like, oh, oh, you've got like, you're real, like a real Aussie. I was like, yeah, I've, I've been here since I was seven. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was born in Paris and then I moved to originally Sydney. Yep. And then from Sydney to lived in uh, Oakley of all places. Right. And then we moved to the country. So we went from Paris and then within three months of moving Paris, we were living in country Victoria. Whereabouts? Uh, Warburton. So mm-hmm. like the Yarra Valley 
Yeah. And so, what, what did your, I guess, parents do for work down there? Were they um, farmers or my mum worked at it. My mum had a really big communications business in, in Paris, and then yep. she just did um, work for the government here. Yeah. And I went to a Steiner school. In I don't know if you guys would know what a Steiner school. It's a it's a basically a schooling system, um, education system in Australia, which is around the world. It comes from Germany. Yeah. So my mum went to a Steiner school, and she sent me to one. I didn't fit in very well. So it's like a boarding school. It, no, it's like a really artistic. Creative school, so yeah. alternative, alternative learning education okay. system. Mm. How do you think that impacted you now? Uh, he's, he's he's not a rocket scientist. <laughs> so was that before you came back and went to Williamstown then? Yep, yep, yep. yep. So and then I um, came back and then I actually went to Footscray City and then I went to Williamstown. So you're a bit of a Westie. Yeah, I'm a proper Westie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a quick picture here of you with uh, your darling mother. Oh. Um, do you want to, before we get into too many nonsense stories, do you want to quickly tell us about uh, some research into, was it the Ebola virus and a trip to the States? Oh, my, so my mum, my mum's living in a little island called Reunion Island at the moment and um, she's doing a PhD over there and she creates, she's basically got this product which is, um, she creates storyboards and um, uh, animations that explain key messages without language. Yep. So through body language and symbols. Um, and yeah, so she's been working with different organisations like the UN and so on as well. Mm. So she does a lot of work for the Oz government, and at the moment she's just um, basically there's a there's a if there's a disaster or now here for government she'll let's say like something a company like Gemina um, mm-hmm. they do a lot of the gas um, uh, out in the suburbs. They basically she'll they'll ask them because there's people who a lot of new migrants who come to Australia. Uh, illiterate, um, not only in English but their own language. Yeah. So they can't read and write. So the only way they can communicate is through language. And having a product where you can explain to all kinds of um, communities all the key messages mm-hmm. makes it a lot more efficient than having yep. to rewrite everything. So did you travel with her to the states? To I have done. I did. Yeah. yeah for this, actually, that's it's funny you found that article. Can we, James, can we just confiscate that bottle cap off him? <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah, I travelled my mum for a. Um, it was like a large NGO organ, um, uh, conference in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was great. We met lots of um, different organisations and, yeah, we got some work out of it. So it was awesome. It was pretty um, daunting, though. Like, uh, I think the mm-hmm. first meeting I had was with um, uh, one of the um, – it was one of the president's, like, uh, key uh, – basically anything to do with um, funding for um, – non-for-profit um, organisations in the States. This guy was ahead of it and that was my first meeting and I'd only been in the States for about seven hours. So I was my, I was falling asleep talking to him. It was pretty embarrassing. Yep. So, yeah. um, awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break um, and we'll be back right after this. This break brought to you by DoofTube. Thanks once again to DoofTube. Everybody go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check it out on Instagram at DoofTube Live and also on Facebook at DoofTube. That's where you can watch any of the highlights from the TV podcast, including with Mandragora, Perfect Stranger. We've got one coming up with Freedom Fighters as well. Uh, Shannon Leeboy, Steve Blees. Um, we've got some snippets not only from the podcast, but also from being out and about on the streets and all the clubs around Melbourne, as well as some great raw footage from your old festivals, including Yamaya, Maitreya, Earthcore, Rainbow. If you've got any content as well that you think we should be posting on there, please send it through to us. Hit us up uh, on the Facebook page or at DoofTube Live. Thanks again for tuning in. Back to the pod. Uh, 
Welcome back. The boys had their little toilet break, refreshed the beers. Uh, we should probably do the commemorative cheers when we come cheers. back from a break. Oh, salute, oh, oh. Salute, Julian's salute. over there somewhere. Rip, rip, rip. Little clap. Julian. Yep, cling, 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 cling. Thank Yay. you. Hey, there we oh, go. Welcome, Julian, by the way. Perspective, here he is. I'm always here. He's always here doing the Lord's work. Um, so we just touched on, uh, touched on a bit of Dusty's background. Uh, James, uh, we had the photo of you earlier from school. Mm. Um, your folks, they still in Adelaide? No, they um, neither neither of them being from Adelaide. Um, as soon as my sister and I finished high school, they were pretty uh, pretty eager to get out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, they ended up in Tassie, which is where Mum's from, and they're um, basically got a little dream property about an hour's north of Launceston. Very nice on the water, on the uh, Tamar River, and basically just bought this beautiful old old house and renovating yep. that and. Mum actually works in Canberra, flies in and flies out. Yeah, what's her job? job she she's a professional editor, so she um she actually she's on a contract with a big defence company at the moment, and mm-hmm. um, basically any time they need to speak to the public, like or you know release release a, yep. a do a government bid or something, she makes their really boring technical language sound nice. Oh, okay. So yeah, I picked actually yep. she was a journalist, so was my dad. So. Yep. Picked up a few writing skills from them. And what are their names? Nigel and Rowena. Shout out to Nigel Rowena. Nigel, Nigel and Rowena. And Nigel and Row. How have they inspired you into the um, the nightclub scene? <laughs> <laughs> I um if I if I um, answered positively at all with that, they'd probably probably well, just If you're not going to put me in your book, Mum, I might as well go down the other <laughs> yeah. way. Um, where they have inspired me is uh, is is my dad's inspired me um, with his just. Miraculous work ethic. He mm-hmm. is an absolute demon. Um, never stops moving. Um, he's he writes books. He, um, he 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 just does everything, and he's um, he's a superstar. And um, mum mum's inspired me with her with her love of the arts. Um, she's very cultural. Um, mm-hmm. Love of reading, film, theatre, anything. Sort so that's of. where you get the creativity for the theme parties, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Or just yeah. just. Um, taught no, me to, he, to, to think outside the box and James is in terms of copyright I don't know if you read our copyright mm-hmm. but like Beth he's been helping with Beth and I know like Beth would would agree Shout with out to Beth. Bethy, oh, yeah. Beth Grace who is we call her the boss Bethy yeah. Bethy uh, Bethy the boss she so when you talk about eat music you can't we can't really talk about eat music without talking about Beth mm-hmm. um, she's been working with us for at least a couple of years and um, being a just a Absolute phenomenal DJ in her own right, but she's also just someone who's destined for big things in the music industry. Yeah, great and energy. She, she was great. Great energy. Well. She uh, keeps us in line, keeps she us organised, and um, yeah, she's she's a massive part of everything we do. Yeah, awesome. Um, and without getting, I guess, too too intricate with the details, Dusty. Uh, before we move on, just I guess, what's the one thing that you learnt from your father that's that's always stuck with you, or or that helped you along the way? Um, that's a good question. Um, fashion sense? No, 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 no. My dad, no, no. Um, actually, um, my dad. One thing I learned always from my dad is always do right. Mm-hmm. Other people do right for you. Always. So for me, family and friends, but people who look after me are the most important. And for example, this guy has done so much for me. So yep. I'll I'll back him any day. And I, I hope he knows that I'll back him any day for anything. He's a legend. So I, for me, family and friends, you know, you look after people who look after you. That's something that my dad, yeah. he always did that. Sometimes and sometimes to his detriment, but he, he didn't care. He he always felt like, you know, he could, he would, he would felt like he would 
he would end his life knowing that he's done right by his, his close friends. So I guess that's why if you buy Dusty a beer, you know you're always going to get one back. That's it. <laughs> that's um, that's awesome. That's a really big part of our ethos. Yeah. Yeah. Or e- ethos, as we say. Is, ethos. Uh, <laughs> so, um, all right. Never so say that. But, more, uh, more on eat music. So you started that uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the talent on the roster at the moment? Yeah, so um, we we did start eat music as a, primarily as an artist management. Mm-hmm. Um, agency. Um, originally, it was it was to look after some some of our really talented DJs that were playing at our parties. That yeah. uh, we'll flick up a picture of one we've got here. Yep. Yep. Which uh, in a lot of your photos, you seem to be doing the same. <laughs> I think you live up to your name here of, of Austin because you got the Stone Cold Steve Austin stunner. Yeah. You're doing on the here, yeah. It's like uh, I'll call that. That's the uh, that's the that's the awkward reverse hug. All oh, right. Well, well yeah. you had quite a lot of those photos when I was going through. As you giving someone the stunner, I thought. Yeah. But there's you with Vecchio. Um, yeah. So Luke, Luke, um, he's been at porn for a long time, hasn't Luke's he? Luke's been. Uh, Luke was sort of a when I started running parties, which would be the old porn and co Sundays. Luke, we kind of built it around him and maybe one or two other DJs like Tom Evans. And Luke was a big sounding board for me, learning about electronic music and. Um, helping with the bookings that we made and yeah. obviously just holding down an amazing set and Which is why I guess you don't take him, you don't take your bookings lightly, but to book him to play the closing day spa the last couple of years for the birthday party obviously shows yeah. a lot yeah, of Yeah, yeah, well, Luke, um, Luke was actually the first year of day spa. He was our morning resident DJ and we put him on at 7 a.m. every week, yeah. which was kind of like a the big the big slot to go up against, um, you know, like, for example, Boog's plays that set around the corner at Revolver and... Yeah. We wanted a DJ who we think is just of the highest highest caliber to, to hold that down, and it was it was amazing. Um, but yeah, Luke. Um, so I guess we should say with that music, we've we've sort of moved more towards just focusing on events. Mm-hmm. At the moment we we are I guess we'd say we're a sounding board for for a little family of DJs like see Beth Grace, Rory Marshall, Anyo. And um, can you take that bottle cap off you again? <laughs> I'm very fiddly. Today, <laughs> um, who? And uh, and we've we've done a lot of work with Paul Johnson, who's now over in Europe doing some amazing great things. things. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So um, I guess uh, we reach a point where with a lot of the artists we work with, where um, we just provide a bit of career advice, yep. a few bookings here and there, um, and yeah, it's, it's exciting because Melbourne has just such an amazing an amazing scene, and and our big thing was helping DJs to to get out of Melbourne because the scene yeah. is so strong here. Guys can spend their whole career just bouncing around clubs and mm. and local labels and so on. And, and between the two of us, we had a bunch of connections overseas and yeah. really wanted to help help get these guys get these guys sort of out there. Yep. What piece of advice would you have for a young DJ or someone, I guess, who's trying to break into the scene or even get a gig at Porn & Co? Um, like, how, how do they stand out or, or get your attention, I guess, to, <laughs> um, to try and get on the grace of the stage? Yeah, well... Um, uh, Dustin actually he hates me at the moment because uh, <laughs> we we work like we, we we share a lot of the workload at Port, at uh, at Dave's Pub, but Dustin's been handling the bulk of the bookings this year and we get a hit up a lot and uh, so my my response to that is usually just uh, send Dustin an email. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, for me actually it's interesting. I was speaking to Luke McD on Sunday about this at Dave's Bar, and I've spoken to other bookers as well about this kind of stuff. And I always say to young um, kids who are trying to get a scene, go to the parties you want to play at. Yep. Go listen to what they're playing. Go meet the booker. 
um, and don't expect a gig straight away, but listen to what you, they're, what, what's the, what are they liking? What are the people playing when they're there? Yep. And then come and then put something together, send it to book it and you'll get to, you'll get to play. But mm. I think the worst is, um, this attitude of like, um, sending, a, sending something to someone or sending a message like, Hey, I'm really interested in playing at your parties. Here's a mix. Yeah. So I don't know who mm. you are. I get, yeah. we get so many people who do that and you know. You, if you support the party, I think yep. Luke was saying the same thing. Thursdays, you su- you support the party. People are always going to happen to help you out yeah. after that. And I guess you need the ability to adapt as well because playing yeah. uh, even upstairs at five is going to be a lot different to playing upstairs at eleven. Exactly compared to downstairs at mm. ten. Yeah, absolutely. Morning, and, so. and luckily, we've had with Day Spa a lot of DJs who weren't playing much before we booked them, mm-hmm. um, like your Harry Morley's. Mm. Um, who was just a little party rat at Taste <laughs> pretty much. Shout out to Um And uh, he uh, eventually gave him a set. And I, th- I think it was actually Luke Vecchio who told us we absolutely had to book him. And, and, and now he's, he's pretty much on every week and yep. just doing amazing things. Yeah. Um, so that's actually probably one of my favourite things Good about job. running running parties mm. is uh, seeing like giving guys a shot and then, and then seeing them take that and develop and grow and yeah. I think hard work is, is, is the most important piece of advice yep. for, for, for up-and-coming DJs. Yeah. Right. Well, so I guess Harry's a good example of someone who is just out there um, working hard, mm-hmm. like learning what's going on at every venue, and I guess that's yep. why he gets the rewards. And, and, and showing up at the parties, talking to us, yep. being a nice guy mostly. Yep. <laughs> make, sure that, make sure the drink cards don't go to waste. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so while we're on the topic of people who regularly go to a venue, um, your core crew is very important to keeping the vibe alive every week. So here's one fellow here with you two. Yeah. <laughs> Can we uh, get your best story on Philhoff? Philhoff? The German. Um, ever <laughs> efficient, sexy Phil. <laughs> I've, he, he's the, I, I travelled with... Phil last year in Europe, and um, that's how we kind of oh we did relationship. That's it. Yeah, that's Dustin tried to sneak into Boom, and luckily we had a, a tent already booked. <laughs> yeah, well, I snuck in. I somehow got in. Um, but uh, you, as you would know, being with uh, Phil, I've never met anyone who spends so much time in the bathroom. I don't know what he's doing in there, but. He takes a good 45, 50 minutes in the bathroom. He did organise your probably whole itinerary for the... He did. That's because I was like, oh, we'll go with the flow. He's like, hey, with German efficiency over here. <laughs> das Otto. Um, organise every aspect of our trip. So... Well, um, since we are such big fans of Boom Festival, do you want to quickly recap the story on you trying to get into Boom? Oh. Because it's... It can be a bit of a long run, but essentially, uh, you, you, essentially you bought a ticket... I bought from a, a friend. I was. I actually. Who I actually met, originally bought the ticket for. But they so I met. I met Trent um, at uh, in Lisbon, and I'd already organised to buy a ticket off another friend of ours, Bryce, yep. that I met on only a few weeks earlier. I think. Yeah. I think it was um, Sophie's, was it? Mm, yeah, I think yeah. so. Anyway, bought the ticket off his ex girlfriend, who oh, that's right. Yeah. He'd split up with. Yeah. So I went to Boom with gas, Phil. Yeah. Sorted. We went to my cousin's a few days actually before. You know, you get pumped up. You're like, yeah, we're going. We've got a rental car. We turn up. We've got all the food. We've got everything sorted. We go to the front gate. We wait an hour to get finally the front gate. Go there. IDs, um, tickets, and then I just thought I could charm my way through into getting in because I didn't think it was that serious. I just buy a ticket at the door. You do look like a Gabrielle as well. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, 
I just got absolutely rinsed by why I found out was the wife of the owner. Right. So <laughs> I spoke to the ticket people and then when they had issues, they'd get the head ticketing, who was the wife of the owner of Boom. And she, Phil, you can ask Phil this, he he sat there when after all this whole incident drove off, he goes, I've never seen you get rinsed so <laughs> hard. For two minutes, she just basically told me how I wasn't going to get in and how I thought that, basically I thought I was too cocky to come in and... yeah. Arrogance at the front so door. No, correct. No way. Yeah. Yes. No way. I know. So um, anyway, she told me I was going to get in and then Phil and I went up and I was pretty stressed out. I was making all the big phone calls to everyone I know here and overseas to see if they could help me get in because um, we're literally in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert in, in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we went up. Phil was like, let's get a steak and just try to relax. And then I... Um, He's like, look, let's just book one night at this hotel. And we tried to book a hotel and there was no hotel. And uh, there was a hostel about 45 minutes away from the festival, the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like this hostel was in the middle of nowhere. It was obviously set up for the festival. And um, you knew it was tight when I was coming to pay. And she was like, oh, it's, it's a bit expensive today. This is high season for us. It's going to be 11 euros for the night. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dear, what am I walking into now? And um, I, she... Asked for the key for the room and she told me, oh, yeah, you have to go inside and just, you just have to work out who's got the key and whoever's there last gets the key and locks the door. Um, and then um, I asked for a locker key and she said to me, if you can find one without a missing door, I'll give you the key for that one. <laughs> right. So I walked in and it just, it was like, must have been 35 degrees at night, super hot. There was all, there was like 10 dudes in a room. They'd been fighting and smoking weed. Yep. So it stunk. And then I was like, I'm, I'm out of here for I can't do this. Mm. And we had a beer across the road from the hostel and we worked out how I was going to go back to Porto. And I was pretty depressed because it was gonna like a five-hour trip. Yep. And um, I'm walking back in and the lady behind the reception, I'd had a good chat to her. She was lovely. She was like, I can get you a ticket to Boom. And I said, oh, I don't think you can. Mm. I've been told. And she was like, no, 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 I can, I can. I said, I'm, it's really nice of you trying, but you need the name and everything. And she goes... Give me one second. She walks over to this lady who's just appeared with this yep. newborn baby. <laughs> and then she comes over and she goes, this lady got your ticket. And I go, Howard? She goes, her husband is the head of security. Right. Wow. And um, I was like, you're kidding. So this guy calls me half an hour later, being Phil on the back of this ute with this guy and he's <laughs> flying down 160Ks yep. back streets listening to Charlotte De, um, DeWitt yep. on... Um, um, in the back streets of Portugal, we went through the entry, the artist entry of Boom, and then uh, yeah, I just remember him finally saying to me when we come in, he goes, mm, "Okay, this is we got in. I had to pay three hundred euros for my ticket. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care. Got in there. I remember him vividly saying to me, he goes, make sure you tell nobody about this. I was like, <laughs> I will tell no one ever. <laughs> and then as soon as you saw me, it was the so, first thing. <laughs> So I think I told every single person at the Brew Festival about Bro, my... You've told a lot more people now. <laughs> I think you'd only been inside the gates for about 40 minutes and we managed to bump into each other on That's no, right. no phones as well. It was, um, yeah, um, what a great festival that place is. It is. Oh. Tickets on sale soon. We, um, we'll be we don't want too year. many people to know about it though because it's a pretty fun one. It is, it is. Um, okay, so on to our next speed round. So we'll go this one at a time. Mm-hmm. So uh, just first one that comes in your head. James, you first. Uh, best DJ in Melbourne? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, my favourite DJ to watch in Melbourne is Luke Vecchio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be remiss not to mention 
Anyo. I'm yep. really I'm a big house guy. Yeah. Um, so those two really anytime they play, I'm, I'm front and center on the dance floor. Yep. And Dusty. Oh, that's such a hard. Oh, that's such a hard one. Because there's like people I love that like there's people I love that I love watching because I know they they love their music in that that way. Yeah. Like you know guys like Ed Fisher for me, they just mm. like he loves his music so much he knows his shit. But then you get like yeah, Fex and Anio for me like technically. That's for me. It's like when you see those guys play, like especially when like Ilya and Anyo play. Yeah, it's awesome because you see all DJs in Melbourne, especially if they're playing in the club at that time. Mm. It's awesome because there'll be a crowd there, but the crowd, the crowd is DJs watching them DJ. Mm. Yeah. So that's always a good indicator of a good DJ for me. Okay, yeah, um, you're both wrong. You're actually looking at him. Um, <laughs> present, present company. <laughs> uh, best performance or act you've seen live doesn't necessarily have to have been a techno type performance could be like Beyonce or I um or <laughs> I saw the Flaming Lips play it like the she don't use jelly or yeah yeah the, like the 2007 big day up yep. and um or maybe 2006 and for people that haven't seen the Flaming Lips they're, they're like sort of traditional rock band type setup but they just go nuts with their production and like yeah. there's these massive like balloons going out over the stage well, that's what I tried to rip off at Babylon with a confetti ball but I couldn't actually yeah, blow it yeah, up yeah. to make it go off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, almost there but like yeah. it's like they've all got these cameras on their instruments that are like um, sending a feed up to the, this big camera this big screen behind the stage it's mm. putting all these trippy effects and, and it blew my little 18 year old mind yeah I remember that getting um, promoted pretty hard as the the track to see was She Don't Use Dally that year much mm. like um, Chop Suey was another year with System and like yeah. some of the Foo Fighters ones over the year there's always seems to be like a marquee track from a big day out every year that you yeah, used to have to see back in the festival. time. Mm. I actually saw Tyler Crowder there uh, yeah. one year and Gambino to be back yeah, to our yeah, earlier well, That must have been towards the end. Yeah, it was like yeah. 2012-ish time. Yeah. Um, Dusty, what about you, mate? Um, mine's a little bit of a random one. I went um, with actually with my mum and a couple of family friends to a guy called Manu Chow mm-hmm. and I watched him play in Melbourne and it was like Festival Hall or something and he's, so I think he's like half French, half Argentinian or something. And it was just like, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Yeah. But the vibe so and the energy. Opera was, or what, what's that? No, no, it's like, it's like um, South American, like, you know, yep. um, uh, acoustic is, kind of. And it's just. Dustin's like, yeah, it's a bit of ro- there's a bit of rock <laughs> yeah. in it. I don't know. I've no idea, but it's just amazing. The vi- Like, the vibes in there, it, probably one of the best vibe energy events I've ever been to. Yep. So. Cool. Um, this speed round's going quite slow. Um, best uh, best act you've had had at Dace Bar or seen at Dace Bar? Uh, oh, had some. We've had been, been lucky enough to have some really really great nights. Um, international, international wise, yeah. yeah, it could be. Uh, I know this wasn't Dace Bar. This was actually a few weeks after after Dace Bar finished last year. We, oh. we did a party with um with the guys from Ulta. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I agree. With this was, one. Uh, Renee Zonneveld. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you were there with that, you? Yeah, he paid. Uh, he paid live off these. Oh, and um, oh, it was if, if you want to see one guy life. who knows how to like DJs when they start, and then yeah. you know, there's sometimes like like I'm gonna gonna slowly come into this. Mm. I remember him starting before he's like he's like oh I think I'm gonna go pretty hard straight away, yeah. and he just went Boom. smack. And I, I, yeah. they used the video from that yeah. for the rest of the tour, like oh, how see. they promoted the yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of that was the Sunday. It actually often happens with us. We're the last show of the tour. Um, being the Sunday party and um, and they just let loose. Yeah. Uh, who else did we have? We had. Um, I wasn't there. Thomas Schumacher. Thomas Schumacher was, awesome. was yeah. insane. Uh, yeah. We had oh, Carl Watson is one who 
not not a techno DJ, but mm. can can play. And um, he was just he's played for us a few times. It's just been absolutely yep. epic. I enjoyed Khalil recently as well. Yeah, yeah Khalil for the Rainbow oh. Spa was wild. Schumacher due to be back out here again early next year. I'm not sure if that's yeah. We'd love to. We'd love to. We'd love to pick him up. Um, and we mentioned about the best DJ in Melbourne, but there, and you, and you also mentioned Harry Morley. But any other up and comers that we should be looking out for? Uh, oh yeah, we had. Um, uh, Charles Oliver play on Sunday. He was, he oh, was, it. He was yeah, awesome. He's absolutely slayed. Um, obviously, uh, Rory Marshall was always doing great things. Yeah, um, Marshall was awesome. Just keeps putting out great releases. And yeah. I think the big one is, um, I think Bethy always gets kind of taglines like this disco chick. Yeah. And I think uh, last year she played a, she's, when she does her like her techno sets, it's She's pretty scary. Yeah, she doesn't hold back at all. I always say if, if Beth, if Beth was a, uh, if Beth was a bloke, she'd uh, she'd be well and truly flying. Yeah, along. Um, <laughs> she's very very underrated in this scene. There we go. Um, you can find all those of, of the above on SoundCloud and including on the DayCloud page where we post some of the best performances from mm-hmm. Port & Co Day Spa as well. Speaking of Day Spa, which we have a lot, and we mentioned about the concepts and the theme parties. Um, you've done some awesome promo videos. <laughs> uh, here's one with you and Josh Leffers as well. What's this, Naughty versus Nice or something? This James was, versus um, Jesus? Yeah, this was uh, Easter party in the first year of Day Spud, 2017. <laughs> it was Honey Bunny versus uh, Jesus. And Kramer. <laughs> Battle Royale. Yep. Um, what are some of the uh, other favourite parties that you've had or promos that you've done as far oh, as the themes go? The one we did a couple of weeks ago, James's video, I've, that was awesome. The... the um, our birthday promo mm-hmm. for the with the office uh, type. Yeah, oh, yep, that's correct. So yep. that was pretty cool. Yep, um, which that can be also be found on the Day Spa page. Also, I found one with you guys, um, Flower Power, where you're all in a tree. <laughs> that was um, that, that was a bit of cookery. I think. <laughs> uh, that can be found deep in the archives on on yeah, James's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the whole the whole point of those videos, and um, this is when uh, Josh Lefus was a massive part of Day Spa, and um, we had kind of had an owner of Porn and Co. I was the general manager at the time and Dusty was kind of your, your head promoter and we were there on camera just being absolute knobs, yep. not taking ourselves seriously changed. at all. Yeah. And just kind of, the idea was to set the tone of, of the party and just say, hey, if we can we can do this on camera and put it out on the internet and dress like idiots and yep. um, and not take ourselves seriously at all, then, then so can you. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the big kind of... Uh, Things about Day Spa is, is to leave your leave your pretense and your bullshit at the door and, and um, get dressed up and have a silly time. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. um, so with uh, Day Spa and I guess your different promo, when it comes to your concepts and your theme parties and keeping it fresh, I guess how do you decide which ones? I guess how do you judge if something's worked um, and do you want to make an annual event and how do you? I guess come up with new ideas and, and workshop those. Yeah, well, I think um, we we haven't mentioned two very important people uh, yet, and that would be um, Jenny Jenny Wong and Storm Nutting, who are basically the heart and soul of Day Spa. Yep, they are. Um, they're the guys who do the day call for us uh, every week and early risers. Oh, they're the, usually late. So not, they a lot <laughs> of people a lot of people don't know, but they're they're at the venue at four thirty a.m. every Sunday morning. They're right. Yeah. For the changeover, and we've got two hours to transform Pornico into into Day Spa, and um, so they spend all week crafting, creating, using all sorts of power tools, and and um, and buying materials, and and 
getting everything ready. And then on a Sunday morning, I've basically got two hours to to transform the venue into into the crazy, crazy different vibe it is every week. And um, we bounce a lot of ideas off them. Obviously, what's practical from a decor perspective, um, what they think will work because they're so in touch with the crew and the people that come to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually we did a survey after last series and... Um, and I think um, that really helped us a lot, sort of find out what what themes people like. Yeah. So, what sort of things are you looking for, or what questions are you asking? Um, we like to encourage creativity. So, um, we don't like to do anything the easy way. <laughs> it's um, so you know we did a '90s party a few weeks ago, but it was uh, it was cosmic '90s. Yeah. So it was kind of like the '90s '90s aesthetic, a bit more abstract yeah. in in space, and that was that was Storm's theme for her birthday. Yeah. And, and we just had some amazing, amazing costumes, and yeah. um, it's really great when people take take an obscure theme and. Yeah. and uh, had the astrology, I had the astrology one as well. Yeah, that was awesome. What was the the asylum party? Yeah. Um, so we've got what else? We've got Bratz versus Barbie coming up, mm-hmm. which is uh, <laughs> tickets. Tickets <laughs> on sale. Um, that was already fast. The, the Barbie party yeah, last that year. That is actually like, going we, nuts we, at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. That that'll be a sellout. Um, uh, what else? It's hard. Yeah. So this, how was uh, it? How important? And weirdly enough, I, I see. I was I was really scared when we did this one, but the BDSM party was a yeah. a, a big fan favorite. Are you I doing was that again? so paranoid. We are doing we are doing um, BDSM party. Actually, yeah. Funnily enough, it's following on uh, Father's Day. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, also, that's your birthday week, Trent. Ooh. It is. So uh, someone's I been mean, doing their research. So you'll be uh, you'll be you'll be um, you'll be playing that night, of course. And cool. less um, is but, more when it comes to clothes on that one. Yeah, you're yeah. you've got to set the agenda. You're the yeah, you're the yeah. you're the king of kink. Apparently. <laughs> oh, am I? Right. <laughs> Put that in the bio. Um, but uh, that was a big eye opener for us, actually. Just like seeing how many people really embraced that theme. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Cool. Um, we put the question out to the people about uh, some questions that we should ask you, particularly Dustin. I'm copying it so hard. <laughs> I know it's from it's literally Wixie. <laughs> oh, um, can you tell us? It's actually not from him, um, but uh, can you tell us what the one month grace period is? <laughs> this, this is Techno Tony. Oh, no. <laughs> um, um, it's it's a bit rich coming from him. I'm, um, I don't know what he's talking about. Just I think answer the question. Uh, I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> next, please. Basically, if you shout if you shout Dustin at dinner uh, midweek, then you're usually going to get free entry for you and your mates. Entry, for that's right. Then. Everyone knows the deal. Is that right? Huh? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. There you go. Um, the okay, well, Dustin, you might, uh, sorry, James, you might be able to enlighten us on what is the <laughs> Dustin exit strategy? <laughs> this is the so smoke bad. bomb. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so ever the professional, um, Dustin, and I, I hope you're asking me about this because I might just be dropping a minute, but... Um, so if Dustin and I'm sure it doesn't happen very often, but if Dustin Dustin picks up at a at a at a party that he's involved with, uh, I'm allowed to say this. I'm saying it anyway. Um, he'll 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 make the girl leave the venue and walk down the street. Oh, this, is, this is so bad. Why, no, why? This is awful. This, this is, is awful. awful. Um, <laughs> we're not putting this anywhere. This is being cut off. Yeah, no, I, I do know the famous quote from Dustin is, uh, "I don't hook up with girls at porn and go." I right. don't. Hook up, I don't. I don't. Shit, where I eat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But that's I don't fine, have Dazed by Daddy for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we can cut that one. <laughs> you guys uh, are the worst. <laughs> that was Eddie. Yep. I know that was Eddie. <laughs> you can put the video up. <laughs> oh, what a photo. Where's that? Uh, that was when that's, that's we played at your pyjama party. Oh, with the man oh, Brent and Chan. He's a lot more Ooh, focused on the next tune than I am. Great show. Um, but that's one that people can check out on trendoff.com or on the TB podcast Facebook page, picture 13, that is. Um, and whilst we're speaking of some of the, uh, well, actually, before we get to the next photo, we will just, I guess, quickly speak about the future of Eat Music, which I guess we've touched on, but also uh, the Day Spa brand. You're recently involved with Babylon. You had Rainbow come and do a party with you as well. I guess, where do you see the future of the of the brand and the, and the party in general over the next probably 12 to 24 months yeah, or, well, or onwards. Um, we, we've got a three to five year plan mm. that, um, that I guess is probably quite ambitious. But um, in addition to sort of running, running this amazing weekly, weekly party, we really want to step it up mm. and uh, start running bigger, larger events with the Day Spa brand. Awesome. Um, particularly over summer where we take, we take a few months off from the, from the weekly party to uh, mostly just for health reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but because we, you know, you don't want to be forcing people to go to a nightclub and it's 35, 40 degrees. Yep. Um, Plus your, um, your calves always need to get that nice pink tan that they get on it. Oh, have you seen his calves? Absolutely. Anyone, if you want to take a look at James Austin's calves, mm. they're a sight. I, um, they're absolutely amazing. They are enormous. Something's mm. going to keep me going for 20 hours of <laughs> day spa. It's all those stair climbs, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's my deep squats. Um, yeah, so with day spa, we're uh, looking at opportunities interstate. Um, it's really, it's actually an interesting sort of dilemma with day spa, with being such a uh, intricate kind of unique vibe. The the problem we're looking at is how we translate that to other locations. You know, you can't you can't pick up a pick up a community. Um, so we'd love to we'd love to expand and and and, and take the brand interstate or even internationally. Um, but how do you do that and maintain the the, the epicness and the specialness? Um, because you look at parties like Picnic Electronic or yeah, El Rose and that are just such amazing institutions and in their in their home cities, but you know the, you you do lose something. I think when you, mm. with, I think with, I, the, with the licensed uh, with the licensed events, and we would never want to do that. Yeah, if we're going to do parties elsewhere, they, they've got to they've got to have the day spot magic. So we're trying to figure that out. Um, but uh, we do have a few things planned over summer, most of which we can't get into right now. Um, but we're doing a big Halloween party, the thirty first of October, with um, with the guys from Untitled, and uh, and uh, Macca and Paris Vault from uh, Happen Happen Events. Uh, which will be fun. That'll be a little external day spa dude down at um, Docklands, Shed 9. Uh, and then we've got probably two to three open-air day spa parties yeah. planned with a couple of really awesome international DJs that we can't actually we can't mention the DJs because they're, uh, they're playing festivals and whatever else. Yep. Uh, but what we're really looking forward to is getting that, um, getting the day spa brand outside and, and the bigger venues as well. Because yeah. that's something we've found... This winter is, is the, our big events. Unfortunately, we we can't cater to the big crowds that want to come. Mm. Um, so, um, so there's some exciting things yeah. planned. That's for sure. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, well, quickly have one last break. This break is brought to you by the latest release from Perspective. Julian, um, would you like to tell us where people can find your latest tracks on Beatport? Um, well, we just opened up our own label featuring some of the latest square bass that we've been doing. So people can check it out on our Facebook page on Perspective OJ or on SoundCloud at Perspective OJ as well. Easy. And the label is? Sensory Glitch. So that's the one we just opened up. We're trying to push the square bass vibe in Australia since it's been pushed in Israel and it's starting to be pushed around by all the major international artists. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to uh, basically push that vibe in Australia before it gets done by someone else. Yep, and re latest releases include Fragments, Blither and Musk, which features some of the lovely uh, input from Elon Musk with Joe Rogan. Um, and also shout out to the Petting Zoo, uh, one of the festivals coming up this summer who have been lucky enough to get us on board as well. Uh, that's on December 14. Tickets, early birds have almost sold out. Um, the lineup's just been released, but you can go to the Petting Zoo Facebook page to check out more on that one. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Day Spa resident, vibe curator and USBJ Ben Lawrence here. Get down to Melbourne's funkiest pamper spot, Born & Co Day Spa. I'll be spinning your favourite tunes along with Melbourne's best tech house disc jockeys. We've got the luscious Luke Vecchio. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Laura Jackson. Happy, happy Harvey Morley. Papa Anyo. And don't forget, Pino D. Check out Born & Go Day Spa's Facebook page to see this week's theme. You get your kid on, we'll get the drinks on. Born & Go Day Spa, Greville Street Pram. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers thank you. Oh, hard drive. Hey. Cheers, boys. All right, Cheers, we're back. Friend. So basically just now to uh, to wrap it up, uh, you've got a few big things on the horizon, James. Would you care to elaborate on what's, uh, I guess, coming up? Short term and then other things through the summer for the yeah. day spa. Days. Cool. So I think we've got 10 or 11 weeks of day spa left this season. Yep. yep. Um, we've got a big one in uh, coming up, which is Daydorf, uh, which was the 18th of August. It is. Uh, Daydorf is our sort of annual party with uh, Babylon Festival. Tickets on sale. And, uh, tickets on sale. Guys from Alta. Um, and we've got uh, Gregor Trasher. Gregor Trasher. Yeah. Um, our day at some of the best parties at, at Day Spa. Yep. It's just absolutely nuts, sort of going upstairs at four in the afternoon and it's absolute pandemonium. Um, so uh, make sure you get a ticket for that because that'll sell out. Um, and then well, after we wrap up the Day Spa season, there's going to be a lot more fun parties. But uh, I think we're launching th three new brands over summer. Three new brands. Yeah. Well, one one we uh, we launched a few weeks ago, and that was another fucking techno party, uh, which is at Good Things. Commercial um, Road. And we're on Commercial Road, a new little yep. bar in Pran with a fucking epic sound system. And it's just, mm -hmm. um, first week we ran it was just proper. And that's with uh, Josh Kerr, 
Yep. So when's um, the next? When's that next one? August thirty. Yep. Uh, who's playing that? We've got uh, Sammy. Sammy Lamarca. Uh, Dosh Pot. Uh, we've got Brody Williams and William Kiss. Oh, Billy Kissy. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been doing some good things as well. He that, has that been boy. doing some good things. Yeah. Nice local um, boy from Melbourne. Yep. Actually, what, that just triggered the... Um, Ma, Ma, can you tell me how to pronounce Mary's name? Mary. 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 Yep. She's been releasing some Belton tunes. She um, has. And we've, we've been lucky enough um, to have her play with us at um, quite a few day spa day doof events. And she's yep. just she's phenomenal. Yeah, she's... She's really good. I really like her. <laughs> she really like. She, you, I know when she's gonna jump on. Yep. It's yeah. It's. <laughs> it's so it's just so wild because she's it's, just this like sweet, honest. Yeah, she's so lovely. Lass, and then she gets up there and just fucking belts it. She yeah. absolutely <laughs> smacks it. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a uh, bolster. Also, I saw do the remix of one of her tracks as well, which has definitely really? caught my attention. Um, oh, and so other future events that you got coming up over yeah, summer. Um, yeah, so we're mention- launching. Um, we're launching couple of a uh, couple of day party brands um, one of which at the third day I think we're uh, we've got maybe four or five parties planned there over summer yeah, in North Melbourne in North yes. Melbourne yeah. awesome um, space really cool indoor outdoor venue cool uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll probably be releasing uh, all the details for that event pretty pretty shortly very much um, it's gonna just be happy hands in the air fun yep um, and then we've got a bit planned at the Gasso. We do. The Gasso. The Gasso, which is just yeah. really The unique. Gasometer, not to be confused as the Gasometer. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? The Gasometer, yes. Gas- yep. Gasometer. I'm going to say Gasometer. So what's going on out there? Uh, we're running... Um, that's in Collingwood. That's right? in Collingwood. Yep. It is. And um, we're going to run it as a, it's a big house party. So what we're thinking is just... They've got the open air roof as well, the don't they? The open air roof. They've got all these little side rooms and we're basically going to deck it out like a... Like it's a house. Like a house. Yep. So is this um, in more well, springtime? Summer yeah, party? Yeah, so launch um, summer. Yeah, we think we've got a date in November. November. Cool. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a big New Year's Day party uh, that we are running at the St Kilda Bowls Club. Yeah. Which um, we're teaming up with a, with a couple of few industry sort of legends. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, guys like Arlen De Silva, Simon Digby. Jay Ramon, we're sort of joining forces to put Brad on Sassman. A, Brad Sassman, joining forces to put on a really big uh, day party down on, on New Year's Day at the St Kilda Bowls Club. Yeah. Um, Todd Terry, uh, Spen, yeah, and a few others to be announced. Ooh, um, okay. So good, proper house. Vibes. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really nice. So are tickets available for any of this stuff yet, or yeah, so released? Keep an eye on the keep an eye on uh, the Heat Music Facebook on our Instagram. Yep, that'll be launching probably within the next month, and. What else do we have, Dusty? There's a bit. Doing a party with Strawberry Fields. We are. We're doing that. Um, we'll announce that um, in the next... Now? No. Well, we can We can take it out. I can't, I, we, we're going to be doing something with them with an artist. Can't mention which artist yet. But that'll be a bit of an after party for the festival? Yeah, that'll be, an, that'll be the week after the festival. So it'll be one of the headliners from that festival. Very excited. Yep. Um, I love talking in circles with these boys. Listen to them. Um, <laughs> they're all talking about themselves before, but now things are getting a bit... <laughs> yeah, okay. And then uh, we're going to do, after that as well, in December, we're doing um, uh, another day spa party at the third day. And that's for oh, probably one of my favourite artists, a big artist that played at Rainbow a couple of years ago. So... Um, we can't announce that that either yet. But oh well, that one's gonna be a that one when I the yeah, second so I can announce 
You were <clears> the first person. So basically, to know. we can't tell you anything about. So this is the. Um, but you can, <laughs> you can trust us but when I say <clears throat> they both gonna be epic parties. Okay, so where can people find you to see those releases? Uh, Day Spa TV. Day Spa TV. Oh, we've just seen Day Spa TV. Day Spa TV. Um, but follow us Fine on. Fine boy. <laughs> follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash Eat Music Oz. Eat Music Oz mm-hmm. and Based by Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, well, before we get to the final question, there's another tradition that we like to do here on the pod, and that is we like to thank our guests with a lovely bottle of wine. So, um, how did you know? Much, well, I like to try and make it relative to you know, the the guest. So Dustin, because you said <laughs> to James, what was it? How, how, how did you meet again? They, they tried to pick up my, girl, my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were, you said you were Dest- going to destroy her. Yeah. The destroy her. All right, yeah. So we've got, I've got, a new, I've, got, I've got a new pick up wine for you with this bottle of wine for you. So you can share that one, boys. It says, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Can we get that on a t-shirt for him? <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. I will destroy um, you. Should I open this now? Yeah, we should. It looks, looks delicious. Um, thank you very much. Okay, so we'll get to the final question. Um, we've got one more photo first. Uh-oh. So <laughs> let's uh, let's prop it up. Um, we've had we've had a few questions from the people, but here here it comes. This man, oh. hey Techno, Techno Tony, give us a story about Techno Tony. I I've never met anyone who lives such a double life. He is absolutely, <laughs> Honestly, he flanked is. by attractive females in all of these pictures. Yeah, and he's always he's always like the friend. He honestly. Um, the uh, he lives such a double life. He's a real estate agent during the week. He's mm-hmm. actually a partner at his real estate firm, mm-hmm. and he's really good at his job. And he works really hard. And on the weekends, he is he's something else. He's a weekend warrior. He is. Sure. Um, he's he's the one man that you'll see. He could be out on Saturday, and he was still wearing wearing his tie way to the top on Monday <laughs> morning. So he's yeah, he's pretty incredible. Mm. I was surprised he was looking so casual, actually, at the day's bar party. Just gone. But, um, well, come on. He, he's he's the one who's uh, prompted a few of the funny questions for you, Dusty. What, <laughs> what, what have you got on the Techno Tony? What have I got on the Techno Tony? Um, what, what, what's, what's the best night out you've ever had with Techno Tony? The best night out ever. I remember, I remember a day, um, a night that became a day a couple of years ago, <laughs> where Tony and I were, ended up at the old... Uh, the old breakfast club on a Monday, <clears throat> and Tony's girlfriend at the time wasn't very happy that he was there. <laughs> and, uh, got actually got Dustin to start calling us both to uh, to 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 go home. We both turned our phones off, and then Dustin started calling the security guards at one six one to try to send us home. And, and we were just like, "Fuck you, guys. <laughs> 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 you loser!" Like, uh, no. actually, no, I've got I've got a really good one. I think a lot of people will understand this is, um, so when you, it's funny how when you have a girlfriend, your girlfriend always has that one friend of yours that she goes, I really like them. Yeah. You know, they're like, they're that, the trusty friend you can go out with. And, and Anthony for me was, was really that for my ex-girlfriend. She, 
she was like, oh, I love Anthony. And he just, every girlfriend I've had, or any girl I've been ever seen, they just love him. They're like, he's the best because he's friendly and he talks to them and everything. And she just created this picture of him just being the most beautiful, wonderful guy, which he is. She <laughs> just didn't know the weekend warrior that he was. And she came down to from Sydney to Melbourne with her best friend. And the best friend's boyfriend was a, a, a bit of a party boy. And I remember specifically sitting him down during the week at dinner and I said, this is the one time, man, you, you, you can't do it. You have to behave because my girlfriend, her name was George at the time, she adores you and she thinks you're the best thing in the world. <laughs> she doesn't know what you do. I asked him one time, don't misbehave. Mm. Anyway, long story short, I, I was a bit tired that day. Well, my girlfriend was tired, so she decided that we needed to go home. So we went home and she, uh, she decided. I, well, she decided. Yeah, <laughs> I got we got phone calls the next day, and this is the I just remember being so frustrated. I got phone calls the next day, and my girlfriend at the time was not happy because her best friend had lost her boyfriend. It was now five pm on Sunday night, and Anthony and him had gone out and hadn't come home. So I was uh, after that forever banned from going out with Anthony. <laughs> she found out what kind of a boy he was. So he's a good boy. He's a good boy, but he's a good boy. He knows how to drag the uh, well, the best and the worst out of us sometimes. <laughs> we love Techno Tony, and we love Phil Off, and we love all the Day Spa crew. Um, we do. We day do. Spa crew is amazing. Like there's that's that's the special thing about about the Day Spa party is the community and the family, and and so many of the people that are that are part of it behind the scenes just started off by coming. Yeah. Rocking up a couple of years ago, or um, you know, people just moved to Melbourne, started coming in and, and, and partying, and, and now they're DJing there. Now they're doing the decor, the creative, and, and all sorts of things. And it's yeah, it's it's really a special thing being able to go and get down with your with your family every every Sunday. Day Spa. Yeah. So massive massive shout out to uh to the larger Day Spa crew, and to you for doing your thing, man. Which trend is a big part. Yes. Thanks, guys. Um, okay, so now we'll go to the last question that I ask everyone on the podcast. But before I do, we had to confiscate James playing with bottle caps because he kept tapping them on the table throughout the whole podcast. And, it was, Sorry. you know, it comes through and it's a bit hard when people are driving or have it on their headphones, you know, it gets a bit clicky. So what he's done instead is he's plonked a grape in the top <laughs> of a pure blonde bottle. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fiddler. Yeah. I'm a fiddler. All right, boys. If you can ask any question to any person, living or dead, who would you ask the question and what is the question? So whilst they ponder on that, you can find these two gentlemen. James Austin, Dustin Jaloux Cook. Did I get that right? Guillou. Guillou. Oh, Guillou. It's Dustin. It's Guillou Cook. And if you actually my name pronounced in full French, give it to me. It's it's actually horrible. It's Justin Guillaume. You pronounce it in French, but it's Justin. horrible. Justin. Justin, which is just ugh. really yeah. Justin. Justin. My it's if you pronounce it in French, like if you pronounce it the French way, but because it's not a it's not a French name. No. And so, what's, the, what's, what's the Austin and the Irish? Austin. <laughs> it's, it's English. Oh, oh you know we forgot to ask him what the James. Austin, fam- oh, oh we, this is a that's great a, one. That's there's stories there for a whole other podcast, actually. <laughs> about him and the we rabbits. We don't want to go into my family history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, mm. okay. Any question? 
Oh, shit. That's such a hard question. Um... Mm. You go first. Oh, I was going to ask you. Go first. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I can answer that question. I have to really think about it. Okay. Can you give us two minutes to think about it? Yeah. Well, what, what we can do is we can um, tell everyone that you'll be able to see clips of this episode <laughs> and photos mm. uh, on treetoff.com and on DoofTube. If you check out DoofTube, our new YouTube channel, which Julian and I have been working very hard on, we've been compiling some of the best raw footage from years of doofing um, around southeastern Australia and across the globe. Boom, Azora, Noisley Festival, uh, Yamayas, Betrayers. We're getting heaps of awesome clips up there. Also videos from local club events. We've had interviews recently with Shabazz, Perfect Stranger, Mandragora, and one coming soon with Freedom Fighters. Uh, all the content can be seen on our DoofTube YouTube channel. Um, also follow us on DoofTube, oh, sorry, at DoofTube Live on Instagram or on DoofTube on Facebook. Julian is the main man. He's our producer. He does all the best work. Perspective After Dark is our show on Kiss FM. Every second Thursday we're live. Uh, you get to watch us on the live stream which is some of the best side trance from Melbourne and around the world. And then I bring it home with a bit of the techno. Guys, I um, don't know how long I can keep talking. Dustin, <laughs> get off your phone. You're supposed to be thinking about an answer to the question. I'm trying to, it's really um, hard. All right. I could, I could, I could, if I could say like, ah, oh, I don't know. Is it, is it, James, can you help me get this guy in? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I, I'd love to talk to some old musicians like... I'd love to. I'd love to ask Led Zeppelin if, if I could if I could jump in and replace John Bonham on drums, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and go back in time and, and, and do that. That would be pretty amazing. Are you, have you got a bit of a drumming background? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a spot open, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to take that. Yep. Um, so you just say yes and figure it out once you get the job. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Just 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 go nuts. Fake it till you make it. Um. <sighs> Such a hard question, it really is. I can tell someone I'd always wish I wish I'd met because I just I loved watching him on television. I thought he was such a an interesting guy. It was Les Murray from SBS? Yeah. Sounds weird, but I or he was like such a pioneer for um, soccer in this country. So I was always would have loved to have a beer with him, mm. talk to him about football. Yeah. 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 Cool. I'd like to ask George W. Bush if he knew that Iraq didn't have WMDs <laughs> and whether or not he regrets his decision to start the Iraq War. I'm a bit of a political junkie, but I'd love, I'd love to know that. All right, well, we'll get you back on um, when the election happens coming soon. Absolutely. We'll do the election special. 2020, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. that would be fun. Austin yeah. election special and the Dustin to come on to talk about the, I don't know. The football. <sighs> I've covered so hard on this. All right, I think we I think we can Thank wrap you. this up, boys. Anything else you want to add? James has got a great coming out of his nostril. Thanks. <laughs> uh, just thanks for having us. Oh, actually, one thing: can, if anyone sees James out on dates ever in the city <laughs> or Chapel Street, please take a photo, send it to me. He's seeing a girl at the moment, but he won't tell me who he's seeing. So Dustin's the biggest gossip. He won't tell me, and I world. I want to know, queen, but Dustin. he won't tell he's, me. Here's a gossip queen. He'll he, he'll do anything he can to try to sabotage. Sabotage, I'm not mate. sabotaging. So I, only, I am yeah. trying to help him. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, Trent. Thanks, Julian. All right. Thanks, it's Jules. time to go. To Monaco. Taste bar, taste bar.
Thanks, Dice Bar Daddies. Thank you. Thanks once again to our Day Spa Daddies, James Austin and Dustin Guiou Cook, or Justin, as he uh, is known in the French. Uh, once again, jump onto the Day Spa Facebook page, grab your tickets for Day Door for this week, uh, and of course, all the great events coming up by the boys behind Eat Music. Check out the Eat Music Facebook page as well. Follow the boys on Instagram. Keep up to date with all the fun happening with Day Spa, not only at Port & Co, but also with their marquee events across the summer. Thanks again, boys. Now, to our track of the week. This one is by someone who we've seen frequent at Day Spa recently, as well as XE and some other great events around our great state. This one is someone we mentioned in the podcast, Mary, Mari, M-H-A-I-R-I. This is her latest release, State of Mind, which has a couple of great remixes with it as well. Jump onto Beatport, get three great tracks there for under 10 bucks. So definitely worth checking out. Here's a little sample of her latest tune, State of Mind. Thanks all for tuning in. Check out Tube. See you next episode. It's a state of mind.
not a feeling. It is a state of mind. <laughs> 